Welcome, co-creators. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rob. And we are the hosts of Forgive and Live, formerly known as Chit Chat. So today we don't really have anything planned, but I think this week I have been going through dopamine and like stimulus withdrawals and dad has a few other things he'd like to talk about but i guess we should just jump right in yep i dopamine withdrawals i don't think people realize that positive and negative i don't think people realize there's three places in my mind there's three places there's negative negative and positive Mm -hmm. and then there's this piece that passes all understanding and i think people most people think i've had a negative experience or i've had a difficult experience now i want to have a good one so then they say let's go out on a date let's have a few drinks let's go see some live music um or it's or it's could be an escape for me when I was younger. Let's go twist the grip on the dirt bike. I want to counteract the negative experience with a positive experience. And both of those is something that ties into this, um, Mm. this mental stimulus. So we're, we're experiencing the brain is experiencing a chemical rise when it's in negative, negative bill or positive bill. It's experiencing a chemical rise. There's a third place, this place that's the piece that passes all understanding, and it's not mental stimulus. Mm-mm. And I think that's the piece that people miss because they say, all my life sucked, or this part of my life sucked, or this part of my day or week sucked, and I want to I wanna experience goodness. I want to experience heaven on earth. And what do they do? They go out and they have a few drinks and they go dancing. That's not heaven on earth. No. That's the positive experience. The pendulum sw- sw- is swinging from the negative mental stimulus to the positive n- mental stimulus. But that's not the piece that passes all understanding. And the way to get to the piece that passes all understanding is by going through this mental detox, this dopamine detox, the stimulus detox. And you said that you you're working on that, right? Yeah, it it just started um, because so I am having financial. Well, I want to say financial problems, but it's just there's some things financially that are not just lining up. And because of that, I've had to cancel all my subscriptions. I had a subscription to Netflix. I had one to Amazon Prime. I had one to Hulu, HBO Max, like all of them. And I love movies, TV shows, books. I I started loving movies and TV shows because I loved the writing because I started reading books and I just love figuring things out and watching writing develop and all of that jazz um and ultimately i loved the escape i could escape from this world that i was on and go live in a pretend world in my tv shows and movies and books and putting in the work was scary for me and because 
I don't have extra money to spend on these services anymore. I have nothing but me, myself, and I. And it's not just a, a mental, it's not just a mental withdrawal. It's also a physical withdrawal. It's like my body is trying every avenue to get my brain into something that's not here and now. It's like my body and my brain are both like trying to figure out every avenue to get on TikTok or just scroll on YouTube for crap or, or you know, anything. And it's hard. I totally agree. I just want to jump in and, and present a question because I feel like you and I are on the same page with this, but I don't know that everyone else does. So I want to oh, pose this okay. question, which is what's the matter with watching some movies, man? So what? Scroll some TikTok. What's the big deal? Live life, right? So yes, it's important to be in the physical world, but when we immerse ourselves in TikTok and in TVs, movies, all those sort of things, we are losing ourselves. We are losing the divine within us. We're, we're, we're losing us. The, the more we watch- So do I have to be a Buddha? I'm gonna cut you off. So I do, do I have to be a Buddha and never do those things? No, of course not. But I think, I, I think we've talked like the, the, what we've talked about like the last two episodes is balance. We are humans, we are, but we are also divine within this human body. And the goal is to be balanced. The goal is, sure, it's okay to watch a movie or a TV show, but you have to do it in a place where you are still aware of who you are, still aware of your thoughts and your emotions. Because if you watch a scary movie, you're going to jump. And if you watch a sad movie, you're going to cry. Those TV shows are literally withdrawing an emotion from you. But they're not your emotions. They just feel like they are. But they're the emotions that the TV show or movie is trying to pull from you. And it's... It's a pretty much a form of witchcraft, I'd say. It's literally just making you have emotions that are not yours. It's pretty ingenious, I'd say. And and what's the matter with um, the the willingness to suspend to to like to go into that movie and feel that? What's the matter with actually um, being consumed by a movie and allowing yourself to be on that roller coaster? What, is that a problem or what? T tell me about that. It is a problem if you have immersed yourself in it for so long that you lose yourself. If I, when I, when I was in Vegas, I locked myself into my room and I read about on average 12 books a month, 12 books. I read fantasy novels, not even within this world. And I had absolutely no idea what was going on in the outside world. 
I had, and I'm talking small things. I didn't know, I didn't know how to register my car. I didn't know how to call a phone service to get my phone hooked up. I could not walk across the street and get groceries. I'm not talking about big things here. I'm literally jocking. I was not a part of society. I was not functioning as a human adult because I did not know who I was. I was in fear. The fear took over. And the only way I learned to breathe for a second beyond the fear was to go into another world. But when we find ourselves, we we learn that the fear is 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 nothing it's like you say the fictitious monster under the bed it's not even real and the emotions that you've been having through these tv shows or these books are not yours either they're something they draw up within you and you don't know what's real and to add on to this in our society we teach our children not to understand their emotions from the very beginning. So a kid growing up, not learning how to balance their emotions, to understand their emotions. If they, you know, if they fall and scub their knee, we say, oh, stop crying, stop crying. They, we don't allow our children to understand their emotions to go through their emotions and understand why they're having them. And then we get older and we don't understand why we still can't function as an adult human because we haven't been able to do it as a child. And we're shoved into a society that's so unconscious and we're just in fear because we don't know who we are. We don't know how to live and we feel like we are just winging it to the point where we are these shaken little children from when we were first born and we didn't understand anything. Those emotions are drawn up within us when we watch TV shows and movies because we lose ourselves. We lose the divine. We lose where we came from. We lose the understanding of why we are on this planet, why we are a society, why we're in these earth suits. We don't understand that when we're not conscious. So you found the divine within you. You found the peace that passes all understanding. You found heaven on earth in your mind. You found that Zen place. I have, I can't make it last, but I've felt it. It's not something that I can make last for long, but yes. Well, that's because you can't make it do anything. You can only <laughs> remove the outer layers of yes. the illusion. There's more of the onion that has to come off. Yeah, but, but what I'm getting at is people may not know really what you're referring to you've found this place and you know however small you want to call it and you know whether it comes and goes or whatever you're you're 
there's a place you know now that there's not just negative 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 worldly experiences and positive worldly experiences you now know that there's this peace that passes all understanding regardless of the experiences and it's regardless of the emotions and right. the conditioned habitual thoughts there's a peace that passes all understanding foundation within you that you found that you want more of yeah. that you're going to go to your grave pursuing you've now you you now have found this peaceful zen place and you want to incorporate that in more places in your life but i think the question is there there's if we're speaking to people that have no idea what that is how where where in your life did that transition happen when did you notice that there's another place deep within you that that can't be hurt by the world that can't be depressed and can't be overly excited this just very zenful place of acceptance and pure love within you it's pure love for you it's pure love for the world there's this wonderful place like how did you find that within yourself when when was that transition was it was it like set in stone a perfect date was it kind of a <laughs> i don't know I, perfect date. i feel like yeah so, like hey on june 17th at 201 p.m i felt the peace that passes all understanding was it was it like that hell or i wish i had like... that memory <laughs> 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 no it wasn't because i am having financial difficulties the universe shoved all of this extra stimulus out of my life and I had a knowing for this past year and I've been, I've been connecting with my universe, the universe through my guides. And then I could kind of feel the universe come in separately, but I wasn't fully immersed in the peace yet. I knew it existed. I knew how to, I knew the universe within me and I learned of myself, but I couldn't, I didn't find the peace yet because there were still these things in the physical world, like TVs, shows, movies that were keeping me here in the physical. And so the universe is like, yet yeah, no, you need to like move on now, Hannah. So we're just going to get rid of all of this for you so that you could focus on yourself. And the first time it happened, I meditated. I sat on my couch and I woke up and my, my habit in the morning was get up, make coffee, sit in my, uh, sit on my couch and scroll TikTok and get a dopamine hit to wake me up in the morning. That's how I was every morning for five years. That was my morning. So you got a lengthy detox to go through. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. So first morning I said, I'm not going to pick up my phone this morning. I didn't. I got my coffee and I sat down and I said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to sit here in boredom. 
and I, I closed my eyes and I was just watching my thoughts. I, I've learned that the easiest way for me to do it is to imagine myself, my human body in my mind. So we've broken, we've broken down my mind before, but it's like I sit in the middle of my, my skull, my brain. And all of these thoughts are swirling around me and I can see them. They're like little, like little flies almost. And they're just circling. And I can look at one and push it to the side. I can look at one and push it to the side and I'm getting rid of them. It's like I'm, I'm putting them in the trash can. And all I remember the first time this happened, I was sitting there, I was emptying the trash can. And this is, this is the, this just came to me, this way of doing it, how I just feel like my human body is sitting in my brain. It just came to me. It was just the easiest way for me to do it. Dad, I think you talked about how you have like your, your, on your watchtower. I think I just sit in the middle of my brain and I just put things in the trash can. Um, so I, I just, it just came to me that the way I see it and imagine it and it works for me. Um, so I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I don't remember what happened. I was putting things away, trashing thoughts. And then I just, everything went dark. Everything was black. I don't know how long I was there. My perception of time was gone. It was just black. Uh, I couldn't see any, my eyes were closed physically, but in my mind's eye, everything was black. Like my brain went dark. And when I came back, I don't know how long I was gone for. I don't know how long it was black. I don't really, I don't know anything. It was very strange. I just, I knew I went somewhere and I knew I was in a place of no thought because it was black, black. Like there was just nothing, nothing there. So I, I knew I went to peace and I felt fine. Like I, I felt great. Um, I didn't quite understand like how long I was gone and it was kind of weird. Um, but I still, I sat after that in, in meditation for a while after that. Um, but it got harder and harder to sit there comfortably because I was sitting through boredom. And I finally decided to get up. I decided on my own. I didn't let my body decide when to get up or the habitual thoughts. And I got up and I went about my day. Um, but then last week, a big shift happened. I think it was like Tuesday. I was working in the back. I, I work at a health food store and we package a lot of bulk items into smaller bags um, and I was in the back room and I was packaging and I gotten in early and I just said, I am going to, we have a radio back there. I normally listen to music. And I said, no, I'm going to sit here, stand here and meditate. And I kind of lost all sense of what I was doing physically. I knew I was, I, I had a scoop in my right hand. I had a plastic bag in my left and I was scooping beans or rice or candy, whatever the hell I was scooping. So I, I know I was physically working, but I really, 
I wasn't, my brain wasn't enthralled in what I was doing. My, my, I was, I was in my brain. I was sitting in the middle of my brain, putting thoughts in the trash can. And I walked out to the floor to go check a price or put something away out on the floor. And I remember turning around and walking back to the back. And all of a sudden I just went, holy shit, I'm at peace. I don't know how I, I, I was meditating and I didn't realize that I had gotten to a place of peace, but then I, I somehow it just occurred to me. And I was at police at work, which is not something that I can do. All of my jobs were very high anxiety jobs for me. I felt like my boss was like, I don't know, a dictator. And anything my boss said, I had to go by and that was it. And, you know, I was always scared of being fired. I've never been fired from a job. Anxiety level at work was always bad. And I just remember going, how the hell am I at peace at work right now? Which is something that would would have taken a big feat from me, but it wasn't. It was super easy. And after that, I just said, I don't give a shit. And I've done it. I did it from, I realized how small the physical world was. I realized how unimportant it was. I, I, I realized how important it was from a spiritual place, but from a physical place, the physical world don't mean shit. <laughs> like, the car that you drive, the house that you're in, the food on your table, the money in your bank account, the little knickknacks and trinkets that you've collected over the years that just sit and collect dust in your house. I mean, all of these things that you think are important are not. And it made me realize while I was sitting there, I said, I don't give a shit about work. I don't give a shit if I'm fired. I don't give a shit if I look like I am scrolling on my phone. I don't give a shit if I'm going to sit down and do nothing for my entire work, work eight hour shift. I don't give a shit. And I've said it, I'm saying it in a place where I don't give a shit because I, because it doesn't matter. When you find peace, it is so much bigger than you and it's so much bigger than this physical world that we're on. And it's, you know, it's it just came to me. It's not like I planned this. The universe took away all my stimulus. So what else was I going to do? <laughs> you know, like I had no other choice. But now I... I want to keep feeling that peace because it is so much bigger than me and it is the coolest fucking thing ever. I don't...
I don't know. Wow, that was well said. I don't think I could have said that better. It, it oh. is. It's bigger than the person. It's so big. Mm -mm. It's nuts. And you don't, you don't understand it. Like I had a knowing of the universe and I had a, I had a connection to the universe, but I wasn't enveloped in it yet. And now that I am, I don't know. I'm just speechless. Like I, I can't, I don't, I can't explain it. I can't explain how I got here. And I thank God that I did. Cause I, I'm, I mean, there, there are definitely things in the physical world that are not aligning for me. Um, that's fine. I totally trust the universe and I, I haven't gotten to trust the financial issue with the universe yet. I, that's my goal is, is to continue to meditate and find the peace and get to a point where I can say, I don't give a shit about money. I'm not there yet, but I know I will be soon. Which means that you've, you're, and you and I are on the, strangely enough, you and I have been spiritually growing at the same rate time. and yep. experiencing all the similar things. And I, I don't know, I, I don't understand it at all. I don't, no, I, don't I don't get either. it. I, I don't know if you're doing the initial breakthroughs and I'm sensing that, or if I'm See, doing I the initial breakthroughs. I think you're doing the initial breakthroughs and then I'm following you is what I think, but mm. I don't know if that's just my point of view. I don't know. But you start, I, we can both say that you started this journey before I did. And I learned about the spiritual teachers from you. I started True. when I, for all of our listeners, I started in witchcraft first. Actually, it was palm readings. I learned about palm readings and astrology. Then I learned about witchcraft. Then I learned about crystals and Reiki. And then Reiki brought me to spirituality. And then I learned about spirituality from dad and these spiritual teachers. And then that's how I got here. And ultimately, this was always in you. Oh, of course. You're just, uh, whatever whatever modality, whether it was me or witchcraft or any of those things, they were just helping to uncover something within you that you've already known and are and is and understand. It's just these layers, these things have, these modalities have helped to remove some of these layers so that you could see that essence within yourself mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it's a fascinating journey for for me to for me it, it, as an individual and then it's fascinating to to watch it everywhere around me and and specifically with you you, you and I are almost twins in mirror images in this spiritual development thing. And I, I'm, I'm ready. And I think you are too. Like I'm, I'm ready to, 
to go ahead and step into the areas of of my mind that are still holding yeah. on to a layer that's that's dysfunctional. And I was going to say, it, I was going to say, cut the bullshit because that's what it is. It's the it's it's the unconscious layers that are still part of our belief systems but they're just bullshit i think yes yes and i want them it is and right and the, the 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 irony here is we need to be done with them before, before we can done. get rid of them and make them gone we have and to for raise some reason yeah yeah and some reason the mind loves to play in the sandbox like i don't know how else to explain it but the the mind still wants to say i have to struggle in order to live in the world and you and i have found that that you you explained it as a dark place i i i found that dark place as well this zenful peaceful moment it was dark it was it was black. pure it was black yes i was walking in a park when i found it i don't know if i ever brought that up on the podcast but um yes, we found is, this i don't know how you were walking when you did it because i don't i i don't know how i would have walked like i was sitting well, there walking walking has helped me to find the zen moment like i there, there's a you know this walking meditation uh the the buddha would walk very slowly and deliberately with every step and somehow you know if you sit in a zen moment and you concentrate on breathing you're bringing the mind to the breath work and for yeah. some reason a walking meditation works better for me so while i'm taking those steps i'm bringing my mind to the steps and i did that and i would eventually you know i was watching thought and then eventually the thought disappeared and it did it just turned completely black yeah. and blank but it was so peaceful it was unbelievably peaceful I my, my mind i i i, th I described this to you as as thinking that and i don't know what it really was but i i feel like i i saw death but i don't I know if that was... really is I don't know. I, I, it was black and I had no thoughts and I didn't know where I was until I came out of it. Like I was in this blackness, but I didn't know I was in the black until I came out of it. And then I was like, where the hell was I? Where, like, where was I? Like, I just, I knew, I knew I was in it. And, but I also knew that I was in a public park and the moment I pieced that together and went, oh, wait a minute. I, the, the ego popped in and said, people are going to think you're a weirdo. Oh. It was gone. That, that, that mental out. place of darkness and peace left immediately. As soon as I had that thought. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. I have, I, I don't understand it. Like, and it's fine. I don't need to understand it, but I honestly have absolutely no idea where the hell I went. I don't know how long I was there. I just, I ended up snapping back out of it and I was like, where the fuck was I? Like, <laughs> but I was what? very, 
like I was totally fine just sitting there. Like I was totally at peace, but like I just didn't know where I was. And I feel like we tapped into this place that is a knowing, it's a safe zone, peace that passes all understanding. It's a place that I think we know that we can now trust in for life and for food, water, clothing. And we are now able to, as the Bhagavad Gita, and I think you said, what's that fellow's name that you have? Bashar. Introduced Bashar, yeah. So, you, you know, the the bhagavad gita talks about not being interested in the fruit of action um i'm putting it oh. that in my my weird language and bashar said yeah. what how did he describe it I, I said it was similar we need to have no expectation for the outcome is what he says yes so no expectations for the outcome um, not being attached to the fruit of the outcome. Uh, those things to me mean that I, I'm going to have a conversation with you right here and not worry about how this, what the outcome of this is, wh whether I look stupid, yeah. I look great, whether, no matter what. And so no matter what I do in life, if I do my job at work, if I go for a walk, Every single thing I do, I pay very close attention and present-minded into the now with very little concern for the outcome. And when we go to that zenful place that we found, that dark, zenful, peaceful, wonderful place, that that's the truth. Yeah. Why are why are we friggin' concerned about an outcome? Why why? There was it no, takes us away from the Zen moment, the moment we do that. There was no questions, but no answers. There was no worry and there was, it's like the, it's the knowing, like there was no questions and there was no answers, but there was just knowing like, there was nothing right or wrong. It just was. That's the great I am. I, I love this experience that we're talking about. I You know, it, we're either absolutely whack jobs and nuts <laughs> and have serious psychological damage from chronic <laughs> severe anxiety, or we've tapped into something that is really meaningful and um, I think we tapped into something that's really meaningful because it all makes sense with, according to the spiritual text that, you know, you and I have yeah. dove into and studied. It's, but um, I mean, even if we place... wear whack jobs, it doesn't even matter because we know it. So we can be whack jobs. I'm fine with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very very truthfully it, it it doesn't matter the only thing that matters is our alignment yes. to that peaceful zen place and um I, like i always say as long as it's not you know harming others as long as it's not morally crossing that line um you know harming or harming ourselves then it's it's always the right thing to do we follow the atman or the you know the divine within we we align with that and traverse the world and 
you and I have found a better way to traverse the world and we want more of it. It's like we tasted this ice cream and it is friggin' delicious and I want more and I want to, I want to, and now um, Deepak Chopra talks about self-referring feedback loop and this has to do with manifestations and things. And I've realized that I've experienced Zen peace in difficult situations. You just talked about you finding it at work. We now know that the world is showing us this ugliness. Our mind interprets it as ugliness. Oh, work is scary, or I should be worried about this, or fearful of this, or finance. I should pick up a, the wrong end of the stick, as Abraham Hicks says, and I should, you know, I'm, I'm worrying about finances, blah, blah, blah. You and I just realized, self-referring feedback loop, that in this situation, we can bring peace to a really difficult situation we can experience peace when the mind told us you should not experience peace here and we found that and now i want to put that in every single category of my life every single one i i want to experience peace in every single one and it's not fake peace this isn't bullshit. this isn't where i'm you know pretending i want that yeah. true peace in every area and i'm getting it it's expanding it's more and more it is and I like the way Bashar, Bashar explains this. And it was a little weird to wrap my head around in the beginning, but he says, our divine is standing in heaven right now. Our minds have placed an image of the world into our reality and we are viewing reality and interpreting it as bad when it's not even real. From what Pashar says, and this is nuts, he says, that I am here alone. You are with me, but I am only interpreting you into my reality. You are on your, your own plane of existence in your own reality and you are viewing me. But all of us are on the divine path and all of us are divine and we are standing in heaven right now. And I'd like to add this to what you say about taking the key, because we don't even need to take the key to unlock the door. We are literally standing in heaven. We are, we are just interpreting life through a lens of the unconscious and making the world look bad through our eyes and we are believing it. So it is literally being put into existence because we are believing it. And because we know that thoughts equal destiny, we are physically manifesting the earth that we see while standing in heaven. That's awesome. I'm totally on board with that. A hundred percent. Deepak Chopra talks about, I am not in the world, but the world is in me. me. Yes. And that's kind of the same thing. And so 
real ultimately let's just put that into normal layman's terms which yeah. is if that is true if my 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 body is this instrument and it's interpreting the world around me incorrectly then yeah. i need to go make the internal adjustments on this instrument and say Correct. the instrument's not doing a great job of interpreting my environment so now I'm going to align with that divine essence within, which does interpret the environment correctly, which does produce and broadcast the environment in yes. front of me. So now I'm gonna make the internal alignment, choose peace that passes all understanding, and then allow that to reflect out into the world so that I can see more peace. Exactly. And that, is the nuttiest thing ever but it is so true and you and don't works. quite yeah. understand it until you find that place of peace because you don't realize you're standing in heaven until you find peace because then you're realizing that you are standing in heaven and then that which even makes even more sense of why we can raise other people's vibrations and we can change the world around us just by our thoughts because we are making the world around us. And if we can interpret the world differently from a place of peace, we can make this world of peace. Unconsciousness could disintegrate into nothingness. The ego on a global scale can die. That, I think that's what uh, Eckhart Tolle is referring to in his book, A New Earth. Uh, you know, yeah. the flowering of consciousness that yeah. you're, you're talking about that. Which is nuts. And it also makes me, it also makes you realize why co-creating is so important because we are all equal and we all have the same amount of power to make a shift, whether it be good or bad. We all have the power within us. But the ego is telling you that you're not enough and that you're not good enough and that you can't do something. But we can literally change the world around us to what we want to see and what we don't want to see because the ego is telling us things that what should be correct when it's actually not. So we're making ourselves live in a living hell. Totally agree. But I also want to say that the ego is also is not just you and I come at this from a very unique perspective, which is the uh, severe chronic anxiety um, perspective. Mm -hmm. But there's another egoic perspective of pride. And there are people that are on the mountaintop up here. You know, we were the, the ah. on the victim side, but there's there's yes. people living in the ego way up here, too. And they're saying, oh, I'm beating my chest saying, look what I did. I created this awesome, awesome uh, manufacturing company. And it's it's just doing this great job. And meanwhile, maybe the karma yoga that's coming out of this is destruction of forest or something. Yes. So it is the alignment to the Atman within. It, it is this very peaceful place that we want to create from. But we also don't want to just speak to the people that have been suffering from chronic severe anxiety. We also want to speak to the people that are on the mountaintop 
and don't recognize that zenful place within either because you know that's the the ins Eckhart Tolle calls it the insatiable appetite for more 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 and we see that in 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 the the world these businesses that are just driving force forward 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 and they're creating more and more and more and meanwhile they're leaving a path of destruction, destruction. in their wake yeah yes that is very true And you and I are not in that, we, we can't lump ourselves in with that category of chronic severe anxiety, depression, sufferers anymore. Mm -mm. We're just not there anymore. It, that's a whole different person. It's a past. You and I are actually on this kind of peaceful path now. And we now know the difference between positive stimulation negative stim mental stimulation these things that, that that the world gets caught up in this pendulum swing like we're not part of that uh we're not part of the de the, the depressed part victimhood no. i'm a victim we're also not the braggadocious prideful side either we're we're the witnessing presence of zen mm -hmm. and i know i'm sounding as if I'm putting us on a pedestal and I'm not, I'm not we saying are... that we're above anyone. No, I like how the, the Bhagavad Gita uh, says something about being humble. Do you know what I'm talking about? That when you, when you find peace, you, you are just, you are just humble or something. I, I can't remember, but. Well, the Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. Okay, that's um, the, same the Bhagavad thing. Gita probably says something about that, but yes, exactly. The, 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 and that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're. I just want to be really clear. I, I, I'm not a braggadocious, beat my chest, look at me kind of guy. Although I used to be. Yes. I, I used to be a dick, but <laughs> now I'm a little bit kinder. <sighs> um, I mean, I want to put that out there. I seriously want to put that out there because there are people that know me as a totally different human being and uh, we all have me a past too. and I'm not that guy anymore. And I just want to make that really clear. I'm not the depressed guy and I'm not the braggadocious guy. I'm, I'm completely in the middle and I'm okay with allowing the world to morph whatever way it wants to morph while I sit here in Zen and watch, watch it do that. Yeah. And for me, I'm not the person I used to be either. And I think a lot of people viewed me as a child. I, I know that I grew up quickly and I was, I was, I mean, mature for my age. But some things didn't compute into the physical world. Like, I couldn't do dishes at all. I couldn't clean. I couldn't take care of myself. I could barely shower. Um, I couldn't talk on the phone. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of other examples. But all of these things are very, like, childish examples. Like, it's 
a, a, you know, as a, as a kid, you really can't do those things. And I think a lot of people think of me as a person who can't cook, who can't clean, who can't take care of myself because I was that person for many years. And I think a lot of people know me as, as, as that person, as a depressed, um, kid. Poor Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I hated well, when people said that to me. Poor Robbie. I never got that actually, but I I oh, always good. got I always got where the hell was where's where the hell's the farm girl is what I got. Oh. Where's the farm girl that would throw hay bales and you know get up at 5 a.m. and take care of horses but not take care of herself? Where was that girl? Because that's what people wanted, was to see the girl that would just throw in all of her energy to horses and not give a shit about herself. Yeah, that's what I got. That is, there, that is, there's so much to unpack there. And I know you don't have time to go through that today because you have something else to do. But I would love eventually to unpack that because that is, a, that could be well, very helpful to people, I think. We can. I got. We got forty minutes. Okay. What, what do you want yeah, to attack? Uh, I don't know. Can you describe what that's like to be to not take care of yourself and, but to be this hard worker that that takes care of everything else except herself. Just talk about that for a second, whatever resonates inside of you with that thought. First thoughts, debilitating. That's what popped in my head. It's debilitating. I grew up on a 48 acre horse farm in PA. I, in the summer times, I would, when I got older, I was riding about five horses a day. When I was growing up, I was riding any chance I got and I was working in the barn. Uh, when I was in school, I would come home and go straight and do barn work because that was all I knew. When the divorce happened- Is that escapism? Was that escapism? Oh, of Were course. you escaping? Okay. Well, see, this is, this is hard. I was escaping within my horse's energy, but I was not escaping because a lot of people pushed me to do horses and I got an ego drive from it when people would say how good I was at horses. And it was a, uh, for most of my life, I thought I was forced into it. Then I got an egotistical drive from it, but on the spiritual, even though I didn't know it was spiritual then, I, I was communicating with my horses and I emotionally, physically, mentally felt clearer when I was around my horses because I, I spent, I spent every waking hour in the barn and within the, within what I felt like was being forced into horses, I learned I learned a safe space for me in it. 
So it's kind of, it was a little bit of everything. Um, That's why I wanted to bring this up because this is such a deep, and I know you know it. I know you know your way around your brain. I know you <laughs> understand it. And I- Oh, I want to dive into this a little bit more. So, so when we, when the divorce happened, I wasn't finished. I didn't, I had, I hadn't graduated high school yet. I was still in senior year. So we moved to another farm in PA with a friend, another horse farm. I worked there as well because that's just what I did. After I graduated, I moved to Vegas. And all of my responsibilities were gone. I didn't have to get up early. I didn't have to go feed the horses. I didn't have to muck 20 stalls twice a day. I, 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 I didn't have to work five horses. I, I didn't have to care for these animals. They're, they're live animals and I had to feed them. I became, mom promoted me to barn manager because she had, once I was of age, the divorce was then going on by then. Mom was trying to work a full-time job to keep us living at the farm. Dad had left by then. So dad's finances were not coming in for the farm. So. Well, I was making the mortgage payment. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Okay. So mom had other things to do. I took over. So I took care of 15 horses a day. I think 15, 20 horses a day while going to high school. That's what I did. When I moved to Vegas, that responsibility was gone and I really didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt free because I didn't have responsibilities to do. But once the responsibilities were gone, I was left with my mind. The vibrational connection that I got from the horses is gone. And the responsibility and my work was gone. And I was left with my mind. That's what was left. And because I have childhood trauma, I was scared out of my fucking mind. I was in a new state, living with my brother and my uncle, and I was alone for three years and I was left with my mind and I found books. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything because for one, I didn't have a car because I had too much anxiety to go get my learner's permit. I couldn't take the bus because I couldn't leave my house. I could do walk, I couldn't walk across the street. And I was, I was left to fend for myself and I didn't know. I had been taking care of 15, 20 horses a day and that was keeping me occupied to not realize what the fuck was going on in my head. I had a job to do and I did it really fucking well. My job that I was doing was making me forget that I had mental issues. But while all this was going on, I didn't even realize I had anxiety and depression because I was just living with it. 
I didn't understand what was going on in my head. And the only outlet I had was horses. So I did what I was good at. And when that was gone, I developed into hell. And then somehow miraculously I got out of it. And now I'm finding peace. Now I'm doing the mental work. And is it hard? Do I have a headache? Am I exhausted? Am I trying to start a business? I'm trying to do this podcast. I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I'm going through withdrawals. And some of this work is not fun, but I do it because I, I felt what peace is and I know how to get there. And I will not be the workaholic girl who took care of 20 horses and I will not be the child that I was in Vegas because I didn't know how to take care of myself because the only thing I did know how to take care of was horses. There's the unpack. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was start to finish. That's a huge healing process. It's no small feat to be able to uncover the mind, to go through what you went through and come out on the other side, a healthy 22-year-old individual. Yeah. With, a, with businesses and working and taking care of yourself. And uh, you're, you're physically healthy, you're mentally healthy, and you went through a, a hell, a mental and physical hell. You've went through that. And going through that reminds me of a Bible story, oh. which is, um, uh, I'm going to brutalize this and mess it up. Okay. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These, these three guys, if I even get their name right, uh, go into the fiery furnace and their hands are tied and uh, they're, they're thrown king, forget the king's name, throws them into the fiery furnace because they don't do what he wants them to do, which is a symbolizes to, to, to me when, to me, you went into the fiery furnace. Yeah. You experienced hell. The ego said, you have to do it this way. You said, oh no, uh -uh. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what's going on in my mind. You went into the fiery furnace. You didn't get burned. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't get burned. Uh, there was the Jesus was had been seen in the furnace with them. And oh. so you went into the light of consciousness. That's Jesus with you. Yeah. So you went into the light of consciousness. You took all this dark energy with you, which is the bondage, the, 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 the yeah. handcuffs that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had that you so you took all of this darkness with you. That's your hands tied together. And inside this fiery furnace, the ego says, you're going to get burned. It's going to fucking hurt. It's going to be a terrible spot. And it was, it wasn't easy. I'm not saying it was easy, but the chains of bondage were gone. They were loosed and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, their handcuffs or whatever word, word to use, whatever they were tied up with was burned away, but they were not burned. So you went into the light of consciousness. That's where the, the, 
the divine is. That's where Jesus would be. You took that energy, dark energy in there. The dark energy is now gone. It was burned away. So your handcuffs were burned away. You're not in the chains of bondage anymore. And you came out on the other side, not even scathed. You weren't even burned. So that's what reminds me of that. You went through that. You're a biblical example. Your life is a biblical example of that. And you're free now. It's not to say you don't have still have some more stuff you got to work through, True. but you know what freedom feels like, you know what it tastes like, you know where you want to go vibrationally, and all of the hard work is done. You've got to keep reminding yourself, as I do and everyone else does, that it's an easy path. It's not a hard path. It's mm -mm. easy. It's easy. We have to look for the easiness, look for the light, look for the divine within everything, in, in the rock in the branch, in the flower, in the other person, in the other human being that we're speaking to, in the work environment, in the finances, find the divine within there. And it's easy. It is. And I, I think, I think I want to explain that when you first start the work, it's going to seem like a lot because it is kind of a lot, but I think that once you find it once it's you understand what that easiness is you know it's 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 gonna take a little bit of mental work to get there in the beginning and sure there is still mental work to be had but it is easy it is wu wei i wish i had a better way of under explaining that because i really don't Cause it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't really either even understand it myself. Really. It's not, it's a little confusing, but it is what it is. I guess. To explain. Exactly. Yeah. It's terribly difficult to explain. I've been trying to explain it to myself and then bring it out into posts and publish a book. And it's, it's hard even for me to understand it and then to explain it. Like, I know that when I go to a still place, I get answers, answers to questions, and that's easy, but I can only, but I had to do a little bit of work to get to the easiness. And the interesting thing is, you know that, and yet the mind sometimes still wants to say, oh, let me try to tr go through struggle. Uh -huh. You know yeah. that peace is the way, and I do too, but sometimes the mind says, let me go play in that human worldly sandbox and fuck around in there and make life difficult for a second. Yeah. And then we do that. We jump in there and then we get back to the house at night and we lay down and go to sleep and say, why did, did I, I struggle today? Why did I not just stay in the Zen moment? Why did I? And then I realized because I wanted to play in the sandbox. That's why. I wanted struggle because we it's feel the most bizarre thing. The ego feels like the physical world is so important and we can't miss a thing. Right. But we realize once we are at peace, we have been missing the peace and the peace is more important. And the, once you realize that you want the peace, but sometimes the ego comes in and is like, wait, you're missing the news, you know? What's going over on India? You gotta, you gotta pay attention. You gotta bring in those emotions that make you feel so uncomfortable for those people over there. And, and, and you have to, 
be a part of society in the physical world. And I'm like, yeah, no, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> Pretty much. I love the stern language. I have no idea how the public takes that. I have truck driver mouth. I don't know if you got it honestly from me, but I think it's relative. I think we're human beings and nobody's going to hell because we dropped the F-bomb. No. But every time I do it and I hear you do it, I'm like, what the hell is the public going to think of this? I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> I don't. And, you know, now that I've felt peace, it just, it doesn't, it do, that's the only way that makes sense. And if I look like a hoodoo voodoo whack job, then I will be a whack job. I'm okay with that i will be a little fucked up to the physical world that's fine and i support you 110 percent. however you want to navigate your life i am 110 percent behind you unless you stick a heroin needle in your arm i'm not going to stop you <laughs> you do whatever you want you got my support i i love you and i love the way that you're leading you're leading you're not just leading yourself but you're you're leading people through this podcast. And I think it's important that we teach people that they need to be their divine expression. And that includes if they don't appreciate us, then go listen to a different podcast. Yeah, of course. That doesn't mean that we need to change who we are so that someone else can feel better. That's no. bullshit in itself. That's, no. And that's the what that's the way the world teaches people. The world says, I need you to behave different so that I can feel better. And you and I are not jumping on that bandwagon anymore. We're not part of that. No. No, because this this happened to me. Beginning of this week, no. A few days ago, I my physical body took over and I opened to TikTok. And I was scrolling and I went, it was like my body went, you need to know what's happening. And I went, why do I need to know random shit? And I turned it off and then I went and meditated. Like That's huge. You're a great example for, for people that have suffered you're a perfect example your entire life is the perfect example of how someone can be suffering and then turn those things around i mean you were on medication you're not on medication now you were in the depths of despair in the trenches of hell mental and physical and you've turned that around you're a perfect example for other human beings who come up to you and they say no hannah you don't understand i was really suffering and you can say, oh, no, I do understand. And I'm not going to reduce my vibration so that you can feel better. I'm going to stay right here and, and raise the bar for you. This is where you can be spiritually, mentally, physically. I did it. I'm going to stay up here in this harmonious divine level, this frequency of feeling good. I'll still have compassion and empathy for the world. Of course. But come here with me. This is a better place to be. Make, think, a, make a different mental choice for your life. You know, for the longest time, I was like, my life wasn't that difficult. Like, people have been raped and people have been kidnapped and I haven't happened to me. So that's, you know, my life story isn't that bad. But because all of us are different and all of us have different experiences, 
we have all, we have all had the crown of roses on our head and we have all carried the cross. God knows how many miles Jesus did. And we sat on that fucking cross and we died. The conscious part of us died and we lived in the ego. And that doesn't mean that my, my story is important than more important than yours. And it doesn't mean my story is more important than is a woman who got raped or a, 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 I don't know, it was sex trafficked or any of these bad things. I think all of us go through the same level of pain. We just experience it differently. And we need to let, we need to allow ourselves to understand that pain and to not minimize the pain and not say that it's bigger than somebody else's or to minimize it. We are all the same. We've all gone through shit because we're here to experience and we have all died. We have all walked however many miles Jesus walked with a cross on his back and he stood on that, hung from that cross for God knows how many days and we have all too. We are the same exact thing as Jesus because we are all co-creating. We are all the universe and the universe is all us. Agreed. Yes. To, to every individual, their fear of whatever it is, their depression, their victimhood or their struggle is just as powerful to them as it was to someone else. And that's yeah. why I think when they say you're when you're guilty of the smallest sin, you're guilty of the greatest, which doesn't yeah. mean that all of the sin is equal. Sin just means misaligned and not con unconscious. Sin just means unconscious. So if I'm in an unconscious realm and I've experienced, uh, say, what my life is, it's no different than your unconscious realm, what you experienced. One is not more uh, important than the other. The important part is that you experienced unconsciousness. I experienced unconsciousness. It sucked. We all carried the cross and now we're on the other side and life is much better. And that's, that's the point. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely a powerful talk. I like the, the way it went. We got really deep, really quick. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. You know, that's, that's the goal. That's, that's why we're doing this. Right. Another great episode with you, Hannah. I think we dove into some really deep stuff. And as usual, I'm really happy to share my life experiences with you. And I'm happy that you share your life experiences. And I'm really appreciative that we're able to do that for the rest of the world and in front of the world. It actually is helping me uh, more than you know to be able to talk about this stuff and go through it. It helps me too, so much. I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'd be on my, the, I don't think I'd be where I am right now without this, this podcast. And I love it so much. And I, I wonder if we, did we even explain how we got this idea? Like this was totally, 
I just want to like point this out that this was not planned, this podcast at all. I told, I listened to, I told dad that, you know, he has a great voice and he could do like a, he could do a podcast or be on like audible and read his book. Like I would totally, or like have guided meditations because I would listen to him because I feel like dad has a very soothing voice. And he said that a lot of people has, has told him that recently when, when we were talking about this and we just like, all of a sudden we were like, let's just make a podcast. Like it, it just happened. It was like with my business, the universe just gave it to me on a silver platter. It kind of just happened the same way. It wasn't something that we had been working on really hard. We just kind of went with it. And I think that's the most, those are the most beautiful experiences when the universe just gives it to us and you're just like, yeah, go run with that. Like they, the universe just plants the seed and it's like, yeah, you go, you go, take that now and we we have to be open to those things or else we'll miss oh, yeah. them if we don't have a quiet mind and we're not paying attention we'll miss those things because from from my side um it was two people we uh actually spoke with hugh live or you know recorded yeah. a, a, an episode with hugh hugh was one he said to me um some really nice kind words about my the way i speak and Roz, the, um, a, a great friend of mine also said, Hey, I, she was actually the one that said, I, you, you might do well on a podcast. Yeah. And then I brought that to you and you were like, yeah, I think you do have a good voice. And then I was like, uh, I don't really want to do that. That's, <laughs> you know? And but I he totally was like, uh, I don't think I could do this. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, right. And so I had to like park the ego and say, mm, I think the universe is make some steering some stuff here. And then you went just 110% in getting all of this up and running. It happened so quick. I yeah. didn't have uh, a computer to do this with. I had to run out and get a laptop really quick because <laughs> my old laptop wasn't going to work. <laughs> I had to upgrade internet. Um, there was some like changes that we had to like really make quick to make this happen. You make me sound then, like I was like demanding you. <laughs> no, you were not demanding me, but you ran with what the universe told you to run with. And I followed, I was <laughs> like, wow, she's taking the lead here. I'm jumping on this bandwagon. I felt it. I, I knew it was the right way to go. And I don't know what this is going to turn into. I don't want to know, like the Bhagavad nope. Gita and all that. I mean, it would be great if, you know, the a bunch of people jumped on the bandwagon and I could quit my job and we could just do a podcast the rest of my life. I would think that would be awesome. But um, that's, I definitely don't want to put that type of energy into this because then we're steering the outcome. Exactly. And then it's egoic. And then we're not in the now. And so, you know, I'm, make it clear. I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm a human being. And yes, of course, I, I want the easy way. But I want the easy way, whatever the universe thinks the easiest way is yes. for me. I don't want my easiest way. Yeah. 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 Interesting. That's that's how the how this thing started.
It is. I don't even think we actually talked about that. Weird. This is going to be like episode 19 or 20 by now, I think. I don't know. I got to look. But... Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well. It's been very healing. Oh, yeah. It it really has. And I think we we have learned a lot more about each other than we would have if we, you know, without this. Like, we wouldn't, I don't think we would have uh, learned as much about us and each other than if we didn't do this, too. I think, I think deep down inside there, we, we've uh, had very compassionately care about other people. Of course. Why else would we share this with the public? Uh, Why else would I write a book that just turns my, my insides out and exposes everything about myself? Why would you do a podcast? Why, you know, when I say to you, can you unpack that? Why would you want to unpack those details to the public unless you want to help people? Yeah, of course. That's exactly why I want to do it. And it's, it's healing for me and I hope it's healing for other people. And guys, my growing up, I always felt like I wasn't enough and I was really bad at school. And, you know, I, I just, I always thought I wasn't enough and that I wouldn't amount to anything. But a, a, a big part of me knew that I wanted to do something to help others. That was always my thing. I learned how to help horses at a young age and I learned that I just wanted to help people and that I love people and I want to do anything to help them. But I couldn't do it in a sense of being a doctor or a nurse or uh, a therapist. I couldn't, I couldn't do it that way. And it didn't make any sense to me. I said, okay, I want to help people, but why isn't this clicking? It just didn't make any sense. And then the business came along, helping people like through herbalism and pick, taking people back to their roots and, you know, really watching what you put into your body and helping your body naturally. And then this podcast happened and it's like, yeah, this is, this clicks. So I always knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't understand how to get there, but. That's for the universe to decide and lead me there. And it did. And I'm still getting led to wherever the hell I end up. Same. And I know it's a a wonderful path, no matter what. It doesn't matter. The details don't matter to me. I just know that vibrationally, I I get to choose my alignment. And I choose alignment to peace, no matter what path is presented to me in the world. Totally. It's a wonderful place to be. It's the greatest. It is. (laughs) It's the greatest. Well, well, I hope everyone has a safe and happy week and we will see everybody next Sunday.